Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Apologies to those of you who have been watching the in-flight entertainment this evening. Unfortunately, a mechanical fault seems to have developed, and I'm afraid we will not be able to bring you the last half hour of our feature presentation. However, as luck would have it, I happened to see this film a couple of days ago. And I'm happy to tell you that the bald guy was in the pay of the mob all along, and that that woman from the West Wing shot Bill Paxton, but they caught her in the end. I hope that helps. <laughs> Cabin Pressure by John Finnemore, starring Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnemore as Arthur. This week, Edinburgh. And lastly, your roster for the next two weeks. On the 18th, you're going to Oslo to pick up a CFO. Wow! What, for government scientists to study? CFO, Arthur, not UFO. <laughs> then nothing till the 24th, when I'm afraid you're taking a stag do to Rome. Oh. Yes, I know, I know. They bring us three millennia of art, culture and architecture. We bring them 13 city boys to throw up on it. <laughs> it is heartbreaking. Where did you go for your stag night, Douglas? Which one? <laughs> Any of them. Oh, the first one was the best. Soho 1977 with my brother, Geoffrey Bernard, Peter Cook, and a kink. What's a kink? One of the kinks. Which one? Oh, I know nothing about pop music. Whichever one it is that can fit three golf balls in his mouth. After Rome, a little treat, because guess what's happening on the 28th? Ah, the Six Nations final! Burling Day! Indeed it is! Yes! What? Ah, of course. You hadn't joined us by last Burling Day, had you? What's Burling Day? Mr. Burling is a retired gentleman who lives in an enormous house in Sussex with his enormous pile of money and his enormous wife. And his big treat is that once a year, he hires us to take him to the Six Nations Rugby Final, wherever it is. Where is it this year, Carolyn? Edinburgh. Where he proceeds to get heroically sloshed and spends the rest of the year sleeping it off. Right. So what's so special about that? Oh, no reason. It's just fun after a year of CFOs and stag do's to take a nice old boy out on a spree. All right, Arthur, nearly there. Why do we all have to pick him up anyway? It's just a little courtesy Mr. Burling likes, that's all. I've never seen you like this with a client, Douglas. Ah, well, Mr. B is something special. My dear boys, my dear boys, cometh the hour, cometh the men, the magnificent men in their flying machines, no less. Hello, Mr. Burling. Arthur, my dear boy, how are you now? Hope you've been brushing up on your rugby since we last met. Oh, yes. Ask me anything. Who won the last Grand Slam? France. What colour do Italy play in? Red. How many points for the conversion? Three. Excellent. Very good. How many did I get right? Not a single one, but weren't you quick? <laughs> I was quick. Like lightning, dear boy. Absolute lightning and a new face, I see. Mr. Burling, may I introduce Martin Kreef? Hello there, my little man. Ah, Kreef, Kreef. Any relation to Jollyon Kreef? I doubt it. Ah, but one never knows, one never knows. One never does, but one can have a fairly strong hunch that no one in one's family has ever been called Jolly On. <laughs> well, you're quite right, of course. My chap was a Moncrief, like Algernon. In earnest. Do you know you're wild, my boy? I'm wild? In what sense? <laughs> no, no, Oscar Wilde. Dear me, Douglas, you seem to have landed yourself a bit of a chump. I beg your pardon? Oh, granted, my little man, granted. No doubt you're a valued alumnus of the University of Life. Or possibly Exeter. What? <laughs> Douglas, oh man, I take it congratulations are in order. Final return to the captain's seat. 
of which you are such an ornament for so long. No, no, still in the co-pilot's seat. But still terribly ornamental. Hmm. You don't mean that, that this young man's the captain? Yes, that's right. Does that concern you? Oh, not in the least. I'm all for youth opportunities. I was just thinking what uh, an awful slap in the face it must be for Dougie here. Oh, no, not really. Oh, but yes, yes, really. I mean, do you have to do everything he says? Well... Uh, Arthur, my boy, are you still going around with that delightful girl with a squint? No. Did she say she couldn't see you anymore? <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, I... I have to admit I prepared that one in advance. I was dreading that you might still be together, so I couldn't use it. Well, we're not. Well, it wasn't a big risk, I'll admit. Just... <laughs> just look at you. Right, that's enough pleasantries, I think. Shall we, girl? But now I've got a new way of remembering, because Ireland wear green, because shamrocks are green, Scotland wear blue, because it's cold in Scotland, England wear red, because the flag's red, white and blue. England wear white. Oh, yeah, England wear white, because the flag's red, white and blue. <laughs> France... Yes, jolly good. Uh, Martin, uh, Mr B's all settled, and I've got the weather for you. Never mind the weather. What was all that? Or what? That astonishing display of synchronised sycophancy. Oh, very good. Have you been working on that for a while? You said he was a nice old boy. He's a horrible old boy. What, Mr. B? No. It's just his way, Martin. A little harmless joshing. He called you a failed criminal and Arthur a repulsive halfwit. And you? I know what he called me. Now, how is that harmless joshing? Well, I think for someone from his background... Oh, it's... I see. I know what this is. It doesn't matter how nasty he is, so long as he went to a jolly good public school like you two. Oh, now, that's not fair at all. Arthur went to a ghastly public school. It's true, I did. I mean, once I was topping my year. Me. <laughs> well, for the duration of the trip, can we all please try to have a little professional dignity and not go all gooey just because a man in an embroidered waistcoat calls us dear boys? He didn't call you a dear boy, he called you a little man. Martin, you don't understand that. He understands perfectly, Arthur. Hang on, hang on. I know that tone of voice. What are you trying to stop Arthur from telling me? I wouldn't dream of Arthur. trying to... Well, I was just going to say, what about the tips? Oh, I see. Now, look. Now it begins to make sense. Big tipper, is he? How nice. So he can treat you how he likes, so long as he pays you off at the end of it. How very dignified. It's not like that. How much does he give you, then? Go on. It's not, it's not a question on. of how much. Well, if you must know, last year he gave us £500 each. Oh, very nice. Yeah, but that was unusual. True, that was because England won. We can't expect that to happen this year. Oh, aren't England good anymore? Not good enough to win a match between Wales and France, certainly. <laughs> All right, let's get... Oh, hello. Carolyn, a flight deck visit. What a nice surprise. Really? Is it really such a surprise to see me on Burling Day? Perhaps not. Perhaps indeed not. Open your flight bag. If you insist. What's going on? It's a Burling Day tradition. A little contest Carolyn and I have, and that I win. <laughs> It's not a tradition or a contest. It is systematic theft. You see, Martin, Mr. Burling is partial to 25-year-old Talisker single malt whiskey. As am I. As is Douglas. The difference being, of course, that Mr. Burling is a paying and valued customer, whilst Douglas is merely a sneaky, thieving pilot. You drink his whiskey on the trip? No, of course not. I steal his whiskey on the trip and drink it later. Well, <laughs> not this time. Philip, Arthur, come in here. You know Philip from the fire crew, don't you? Of course. Good morning, Philip. Hello, Mr. Richardson. Good. Philip, frisk him properly. Sorry about this, Douglas. Quite all right. Uh, what am I looking for? Tubes, reservoirs, bottles strapped to his legs, anything that can hold liquid. Now, let's see what we have in your freight bag. 
hip flask, an obvious decoy. Still, ah, water, thought so. A shampoo bottle for coloured hair. Surely you're not tinting, Douglas. Oh, does coloured mean dyed? I thought it just meant full of colour. Yes, of course it did. Well, that seems to be shampoo. And what's this? Nail varnish. Nail varnish? Well, go on, sniff it. It is nail varnish. Yes, yes, it is. What do you want nail varnish for? If you must know, I find it prevents cracking and splitting. Well, I had no idea you were such a pretty pilot, Douglas. <laughs> anyway, are you satisfied, Carolyn? For now, yes. But let me tell you this, Fingers. On your return, Philip here will be once more frisking you with digits dexterous with practice. And I shall be going through your flight bag with the very finest of tooth combs. And if any of these things have magically transformed from water, shampoo and nail varnish <laughs> into 25-year-old scotch, I shall know about it. Oh, then, Arthur. Yes, ma'am. I have here 13 little miniature bottles of Talisker. Guard them with your life. When it's time to give Mr. Burling another whiskey, you take one of these and a fresh glass. You open it in front of him, listening for the crack of the seal breaking like so. And you pour it out for him with one hand. Why only one hand? Because with the other hand, you will be most likely fighting off the yogi bear of the drinks trolley. <laughs> First Officer Richardson. Here they are. Oh, except you can't give him this one. The seal's been broken. Would uh, anybody like to try it? Oh, <laughs> what am I thinking? You're all about to go on duty. What a terrible shame. Oh, well, cheers. Oh, that is terribly good. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to... Well, gentlemen. Well, gentleman. Well, Mr. Burling. Hello, Mr. Burling. Hello, Arthur. Oh, hello. Uh, anyway, welcome aboard. Um, the captain has now, at this time, disilluminated the seatbelt sign. Yes, I saw. Right. So you can, if you wish, avail yourself of the opportunity to disengage your seatbelt at this moment in time. Never did it up in the first place. I'm not a girl. <laughs> right. I, actually, I like doing it like this. It's, it's more like a chat, isn't it? It is. The snack being, of course, that the last thing I want from you is a chat. Whereas the first thing I want is another whiskey. Ah, righto. Mmm, yum, yum. Mm. Mr. B, what did you mean before when you said you weren't surprised about Fliss and me breaking up? Well, she was from a good family, wasn't she? I like them. There you are, then. Even if she didn't get fed up with you, which, frankly, she surely did, doubtless her people put their foot down. Why? Well, for a start, you're 28, you have a ridiculous job, and you still live with your mother. Well, yeah, but not in the... Ooh, still lives with his mother way. People are thinking when they laugh about it. I, I just live with her because we get on really well, like friends, so why pay rent? That is precisely what people are thinking when they laugh about it. <laughs> so you don't think anyone will want to be with me? Well, Arthur, what it really boils down to is I'm bored of talking about this now. When do I get to visit the flight deck? <laughs> I'll, I'll go and see. London, good afternoon. This is Golf Echo, Romeo Tango, India. Maintaining flight level 250, direct pole hill. Roger, Golf Tango, India. Maintain 250. Hello. Would you like your coffee yet? Arthur? What's the matter? Nothing. I just wondered if you wanted your coffee. And the thought reminded you of your cousin Vladimir, who died in a coffee mine? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'll go and get it. 
Oh, and Mr. Burling was wondering if he can come up to the flight deck yet. Of course, of course. Send the old boy up. What? No, of course not. What's got into you both? You know the law. Yeah, but... It's Mr. Burling. He always visits. Oh, I see. I wasn't aware that the air navigation order finished, quote, unless, of course, he went to the right school and is liable to tip you half a grand at the end of the flight, unquote. Ah, <laughs> oh, but that was only because England won. Fine, a hundred quid. So much the more reason not to disregard... What the... Hello? I got bored waiting, so I thought what I'd do is just assume it would be fine. Well, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, sir, but it's not. CAA regulations and the UK law forbid any non-crew member on the flight deck during the flight. Oh, nonsense. Sort this out, Douglas. Um, I'm very sorry, Mr. Burling. If the captain insists, there's nothing I can do. Oh, dear. I was right. It is humiliating. You must feel totally emasculated. So will you please return to your seat? All right, all right. You mustn't expect much of a tip from me, though, I'm afraid. Uh, can I just emphasize, this is entirely the captain's decision. Yes, yes, I get the point that the fact remains, Dougie. I'm not enjoying myself. What should we do about that? Well... Now, how about if I came back with you, show you the flight plan, the charts, the weather maps? Ah, yes, that might help. Or just get on your hands and knees and let him use you as a footstool. <laughs> oh, and bring your hat. I like wearing your hat. Though it's not as good as your captain's hat. Well, I need hardly tell you that. <laughs> All right, thank you. I do apologize, sir, but they assure me the limo is on its way and will be with us momentarily. Well, I don't suppose it will be here momentarily. I'm sure it will, sir. No, I mean, it's not going to wink into existence beside us for a moment and then disappear, is it? No. No, it's not. And yet, curiously, if it did, we would still be one up on our current situation. As I say, sir, I apologise. Is that it? Yes. Captain, the other two have explained to you, I hope, that I'm rather a generous tipper. They did mention it, yes. Hmm. But that the level of my tips... Depends entirely on the quality of the... Uh, well, I was going to say customer service, but let's be straight with one another. The cogeying I receive. I gather that, but I'm afraid, sir, that I like to think of myself as not quite so easily bought. Ah, well, I see. I see. Then I shall see you after the match. Oh, and for the avoidance of doubt, it occurs to me that in a fairy tale, I would be so impressed by your failure to be bought, I would, at the end of the trip, give you an even bigger tip than anyone else. What you should know about me, though, is that I like being toadied to, and I pay people to do it, so you won't be getting a sausage. <laughs> Cheerio. Hello, Arthur Shappy. Hello, Whitless. It's your mother. Oh, hello, Mum. How are you? Too busy to tell you. How is it going? Did you get there on time? Is Mr. Burling happy? Yeah, it's all fine. Martin's showing Mr. B to his limo. Douglas and I are going to watch the match in the plane. Mr. Burling says I'll never find another girlfriend. Oh. Well, Mr. Burling, the 70-something retiree from Sussex, is, of course, one of the country's foremost relationship experts. Oh, no, uh... is he? I didn't even know that. <laughs> But what he doesn't know that we know is the peculiar and unaccountable pull you have over bossy pony club types with Alice bands and stupid names. Yeah, I do have that, don't I? Like Minty and Libet and Pogs. Oh, no, please don't listen. <laughs> Sounds like you're brainstorming names for a Labrador puppy. <laughs> Look, where are you, anyway? You sound as if you're in a wind tunnel. Oh, I just uh, popped onto the roof of the plane. The roof? What the... What are you doing up there? Well, the picture on the rugby went all funny, so Douglas said I should chin up onto the roof and twiddle the aerial. Only now I'm here, I can't seem to find oh, it. Oh, you idiot boy. 
This is go and water the window boxes all over again, isn't it? Oh. Yes, oh. Douglas is just trying to make a fool of you. Though one would have thought all the fish in that particular barrel had been shot long ago. <laughs> Get down immediately and make sure you don't break any of those miniatures. The miniatures? What? Arthur, do not tell me that you left Douglas with the no, miniatures. No, no, I've got them here with me. It's all fine. Then why did you start to say the miniatures, then? I didn't. Are you did? I heard you. No, I was just singing to myself. Singing? What were you singing? The miniature walked through the door. <laughs> oh, well done, Arthur. You did the trick. Look. I didn't find the aerial. Oh? Well, he must have knocked it by accident or something. I don't even think there is an aerial up there. All right, you got me. It was a bit of a joke. Still nice to get some fresh air and exercise, eh? Douglas, Mum was just wondering, while I was up there, you didn't steal the posh whiskey, did you? Arthur, would I do a thing like that? You've done it on every single Burling day so far. <laughs> well, not this one. Your mother's been too clever for me. Go and check. Well, they're all still here. Exactly. And they're full. But maybe you swap them for tea or something. Well, even if I did, how would I get it off the plane? But if you're worried, see if the seal's broken. How? Pick one at random. Right. And open it up. There you are. Still Virgo intacta. Well, not anymore, of course. You can't save him that one. Shall I take it off your hand? No. <laughs> Fine. Be like that. Now, come on. Wales are five points up. Quick. is insufferable. What, old Mr. B? No, he's a nice old boy, really. Douglas, I'm really surprised at you. I didn't think it was your style to roll over and grovel just for a big tip. We can't all have your high moral standards, Martin. Yes! Nice kicking, Cymru. Why are you cheering for whales? You hate whales. Oh, no, I wouldn't say that. You say that every time you fly to Cardiff, often to the handling staff. I've had to think what they do to our cases. No, no. All one union, aren't we? Got to support anyone against the French. That's not why I'm supporting them. Martin doesn't want to hear yes, why... Yes, I do. Why, Arthur? Well, imagine the size of a tip Mr Burling will give us if his side win. But England aren't playing. No, but Mr Burling's Welsh. He's not Welsh. How can he be Welsh? He's English. He sounds more English than the Queen. Posh Welsh. They sound like us. <laughs> Still Welsh, though. He hates England. That's why he gave us such measly tips last year. Measly? Yeah, I told you. Last time we only got 500 quid because England beat Wales. The time before that we got six grand. <laughs> and Wales weren't even playing that time. Well, uh, why didn't you tell me? You made it clear where you stood on the matter, Captain. To be honest, I was shamed into silence by your rectitude. His dignity is beyond price, I thought to myself. And far be it from me. Yes, all right. And imagine what we'll get if Wales actually win. Oh, here the we go. Goes. The whistle goes. And Wales a triple crown champion. Yes. Two tries in the second. Bread of heaven. Bread of heaven. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. Marvellously played. Ah, if it isn't little captain, no tips, please. We're British. <laughs> ah, well, yes, since you mentioned that... Um... You know, there's a little, very little, tiny, really, part of me that admires you, my boy. I mean, obviously, I don't admire your manner or your job or your appearance or anything about you at all. 
I seem to have lost the thread of my remarks. <laughs> Just saying you admire me, sir. I very much doubt that. No, you were. Uh, about the tips, but the thing is... Ah, yes, that's right. You don't want a tip. The land of my fathers has won the triple crown. I'm all set to give off money like a... like a money geezer. And yet you want toady. That's almost enough to make me admire you if you weren't so obviously an odious little tick. Thank you, sir. Um, but about the toadying, I've had a slight change of heart. Oh, I see. You want in on the tips, after all. Yes, please. Well, then, you, my boy, have much ground to make up. Oh, hello, Mr. Burling. This is a pleasant surprise. What ho, Dougie? Little Captain Thing here invited me up to the flight deck for takeoff. Did he now? Good for Captain Thing. <laughs> so, if you'd like to take a seat here, sir, I'll get you some headphones. I'd rather sit here. Much as I'd like to help you, Mr. Burling, you probably can't sit in the captain's seat. Oh, dear. But if there's anything else I can... You can let me make the man say, pull up, pull up. What? Mr. Burling has a particular fondness for the ground proximity warning. <laughs> oh! Right. Well, yes. If you'd like to press this... Pull up, pull up. Ha-ha! Splendid! Pull up. Post takeoff checks complete, Captain. You see the match, Dougie boy? I did indeed, sir. A famous victory. Jenkins, did you proud? Didn't he just? I support Wales, Marty. Did I tell you? Uh, no, as it happens, you didn't. Who do you support? Wales. Really? Where were you born? Wokingham. <laughs> well, then, where's your national pride, you reptile? Of course, you're right. <laughs> Should support England. No! Trick question. Ten out of ten for toadying effort. None out of ten for toadying technique. <laughs> I detest anyone who supports England. Your people have oppressed my people for centuries. Yes, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> All right, I'm bored now. Take me back to my seat. Oh, I'll do that, Mr. Burns. No, I'll do that. Thank you, Douglas. And if there's anything else I can do for you... Ah, well, funny you should say that while we're in the galley. I think you should know that the more I drink, the more generous I get. I'll send Arthur to bring you miniatures straight away. Yes, the thing about those miniatures is they're rather miniature, wouldn't you say? <laughs> when you're celebrating a great big win, you rather want a great big whiskey. Ah, well, let's see what we have in the cupboard. Um... Well, this is what we give the stag parties, um... McHamish's Special Tartan Reserve. I'm not sure it's quite the quality you're used to. That will do nicely, my boy. The time for quality has passed. Quantity is the watchword now. And excellent toadying work, incidentally. You're a natural. Oh, and give me that as well. Of course, sir. Post-planning checks complete. Thank you, Douglas. Incidentally, Martin, where's your hat? It's in the cabin. What's it doing there? It's not doing anything. It's a hat. You see, I think it is doing something. I think it is adorning the head and loosening the pockets of a man who... Yes, oh. all right. Ah, Arthur, how is the pride of Carmarthen? Ah, uh, sleepy. If I had to describe him in one word, that, that is the one I'd choose. Really very sleepy. He didn't even wake up for my pre-landing safety announcement, and that's impressive because I did the version with the screams. <laughs> Ten green bottles, hey all. Ten green bottles, hey all. And if ten green bottles, hey all. 
And there are ten green bottles hanging a wall. <laughs> Hello, Mr. B. Uh, we've learned it. Do you like my song? Indeed we do, but... It concerns bottles. Yes. <laughs> I don't seem to be making much headway with it. Well, don't you worry about that. The important thing is... We've arrived. Mm. Yes, the journey's over. Mum will be here any moment to pick you up. So, if there was any last little thing... I you might would... have a little sleep. No. Good night. Oh, no. Arthur, how on earth did he get hold of this? I, I don't know, Douglas. Honest, I didn't give it to him. And I, I swear I kept the cupboard locked. What, 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 what's the matter? Well, use your eyes, Martin. He's got hold of a half-litre bottle. Arthur, what were you thinking it of? It really, really wasn't me. I'm not completely stupid. Well... It wouldn't be that stupid, would it? I mean, if... We wanted him drunk, didn't we? Oh, Martin. You didn't. Oh, Skip. He asked me to. He said the drunker he got, the more generous he tipped. Yes, up to a point. After which, the drunker he gets, the more catatonic he gets. That's why he's on the miniature, Skip. So we can, you know, regulate the flow. Hello? Are you ready to go? Mr. Burling, wake up. Please, wake up. Come on, Mr. B. Rise and shine. Good evening, Mr. Burling. I trust you had a pleasant... Oh, good Lord. He's outdone himself this time. Yes, with a little help from his friends. All right. Well, Philip, do you think you can carry him? Reckon so. Good. Then you escort Mr. Burling to his limo and then return straight here for a lively game of search the first officer for stolen whiskey. Okay. Bye then, Mr. Burling. Any last thing you want to say to us before you go? Anything at all? Hey, on a wall. Right. Thanks. Hey, maybe when he sobers up, he'll remember he hasn't tipped us and send us something in the post. Yes, maybe. Or maybe he'll just get the tooth fairy to pop it under our pillows for him on her rounds. I know what will cheer us up. You didn't manage to get any of that talisker off the plane, did you, Douglas? No, as it happens, I didn't. No. Well, I did. What? Yeah. I mean, not lots sort of thing, just... You remember that miniature you made me open, Douglas, that I couldn't serve to Mr. Burling? Well, I've still got it. Oh, good work, Arthur. Well played. Who wants a swig? Oh, yes, please. That's horrible. What? Well, it would be. I stole all the Talisker while you were on the roof. You, you can't have done. They were all still sealed when I came down. I opened one at random. No, they weren't all still sealed. They all still made a noise. But you see, Arthur, there are two ways of making a whiskey miniature make a noise. One certainly is to get an unopened one straight from the factory, but another is to take an open one and to dab the side of the cap with two spots of clear nail varnish. <laughs> yeah. So while Arthur was bravely searching for the TV aerial, I opened them all up and switched them for McHamish Tartan Terror, Mr. B being in no state to tell the difference. And then I hid the talisker on the plane to reclaim at my leisure. Oh, so at least we... I hid it somewhere no one would think to look for it or recognize it for what it was. Somewhere no one would touch it. I hid it in the, the McHamish Tartan, Tartan bottle. bottle. Yes. Mr. Burling got his talisker after all. Let's hope he appreciated it. I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did either. So, we don't have any good whiskey, or bad whiskey, or a tip. No. Anyone care for a shot of nail varnish? <laughs> that was Cabin Pressure by John Finnamore. It starred Stephanie Cole as Carolyn, Roger Allen as Douglas, Benedict Cumberbatch as Martin, and John Finnamore as Arthur. 
It also featured Jeffrey Whitehead as Mr. Burling, Adam G. Goodwin as Billy. The producer was David Tyler, and the programme was a positive production for the BBC.